Welcome to the Allegrativity Powercast with Allegra Sinclair. Get ready to punch fear in the throat, show up, and tell your story. Allegra Sinclair is here to help you become the powerful woman you are meant to be. It's finally time to get unstuck and reveal how fabulous you are. And it's time for your host, Allegra Sinclair. Hi, this is Allegra. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking about Thanksgiving in April. There is always, always, always something to be thankful for. Why should we only focus on all that we have to be thankful for in November during traditional Thanksgiving celebrations? I am absolutely all about Thanksgiving in April this year. That's right. All those turkeys and honey-baked hams should be very, very afraid. I have been obsessed recently with how to help all of us battle fear more effectively And one thing I know is that gratitude is an awesome tool for fighting fear. How can you be full of fear when you're too busy being grateful? Let me step back for a moment and explain two things. One, why I'm all about gratitude. And two, where on earth I have been for the past month or so. So my odyssey began with me spending a night in the emergency room early in February. While the amazing doctors were able to rule out what we all thought was going on, They found something on a CT scan that they weren't looking for, and it required follow-up. Cue the slightly creepy music. I won't bore you with all the gory details, but what followed was a haze of visits with my doctor, a couple of appointments with a lung specialist, and more blood tests than the casts of Vampire Diaries, True Blood, and Being Human could ever hope for. All of this medical mayhem resulted in a consultation with one of the top lung surgeons in the state, whose office just happens to be inside the Duke Cancer Institute. Gulp. Do you think I might have had a little fear trying to rear its ugly little head? Heck yeah. It doesn't have to make any sense, but the Duke Cancer Institute is really impressive. I mean, drop-dead gorgeous, and I hated it. It has beautiful architecture, well-trained, attentive volunteers, state-of-the-art everything. That should have inspired confidence, but it didn't. Because I didn't want to be there with those awesome people. And the fact that the building was so beautiful meant that a lot of people had been really ill and donated tons of money to build that center. And the beautiful surroundings made me nervous and sad. I didn't want to think about all the people who had to spend lots of time there. Which is why they made it so pretty and fixed up all those host stations and filled them with juice and snacks. I was afraid I would have to spend more time there, and I did not want to. I was ready to punch everything in the throat. Now remember that fear usually has its roots in lies or the unknown. My situation was chock full of the unknown because all of the tests I was having were doing a great job of ruling out what was not going on with me, but none of them were telling me what was happening. And my shortness of breath was getting much better, but it wasn't going away. And I really need to breathe freely to be my most powerful. Breathless women don't take up as much space as I want and need to. So after looking at lots of scary pictures and praying so hard I thought my brain would leap out of my head, I was scheduled for a surgical biopsy to get some answers. Now just for context here, from the time I went to the emergency room to the date of my surgery was less than a month. Exactly 26 days. What? That's barely enough time to change my mind a hundred times. 
Now, while it's amazing that things could have moved so quickly, on the other hand, I spent 26 long days and longer nights not knowing what was going on inside my body. Now, one of my best qualities is my vivid imagination, but in this case, it was really not helpful. I had to constantly remind myself about the tools that were available to help me manage all that fear or I would have completely lost my mind. My hair is already turning gray so fast I can hardly keep up with my gray be gone spray. As an aside, it would help if Walgreens would stock more of the dark brown black color instead of all that blonde and red inventory. But I digress. So I blame my Cruella DeVille gray streak on fear and global warming. It's funny, or one of those God-touched life moments, that this medical situation coincided with my creating a new tool called Punch Fear in the Throat. Never let fear stop you again. I'll tell you more about that soon, I promise. So many of you told me that you wanted to hear more about conquering fear, so I have been cooking up a fabulous product that would shine a light on the real root of fear, talk about how to recognize fear when it shows up, masquerading as something else, provide great ideas for handling fear in all the different aspects of your life, etc. Shut up, right? And just when I'm working on this, I have one of the most crazy fear-challenging periods of my life. Is that a coincidence? I think not. If you ask for a bigger stage, bigger battles will show up. I don't like it, but I understand it. So let me end the suspense and share. I don't have cancer. That's awesome. Yes, we can cheer about that. And I have so much to be thankful for. So hence my honey-baked ham thoughts in April. And I don't have a bunch of other equally scary stuff. In fact, I think I've been tested for every conceivable disease known to the esteemed physicians at Duke University Hospital. And I totally have a girl crush on my surgeon because she's brilliant and stylish and sassy and wonderful. And I hope I never see her again. <laughs> I'm quite content to admire her from a distance. Now, do I have all the answers that I wanted? No, but I have a lot of answers and I can handle what I know and work on learning the rest. So for the past couple of months, besides practicing patience, my greatest challenge has been recovering from surgery and getting my feet back underneath me, literally and figuratively. And I've been dutifully following my doctor's instructions so I wouldn't sound all breathless when it's time to record again. But my go-to tool during this period has been to stay completely, ridiculously, unrelentingly focused on all that I have to be thankful for. So here, in no particular order, is some of that stuff. I'm thankful for a great job with amazing, loving, super supportive coworkers and good health insurance. I've definitely not always had those things, and I have felt that pain, so I don't take either of them for granted. If I start telling you how awesome my peeps are, just think flowers, prayers, and iTunes gift cards so I could buy stuff to amuse myself during recovery. I'll get all emotional, and this is a happy post. I'm thankful that powerful pain medications exist, and I'm super thankful that I no longer need to take them. I'm thankful for family and friends who knew about the medical drama and didn't behave the way I expected them to. Huh? Yes, I'm glad about that, and here's why. Our lives are so full, and it's really hard to figure out where to cut stuff, or people, so that we can focus our time. 
So the people who responded differently than I wanted them to, or expected them to, or differently than I have treated them in the past, have given me a gift by freeing up resources. I'm not mad at any of them, but I also don't have to worry about guilt or waste energy trying to sustain relationships that really don't serve me moving forward. I hope that doesn't sound harsh. I should have warned you that this is a big girl panties day. I'm also thankful for Sarah Bareilles and that song, Brave. Man, when I was planning a career in music, I don't remember anything that lovely ever coming out of me. I wonder if she has any idea how impactful she is. Maybe I'll figure out a way to tell her. Do you have any ideas? I'd love to hear them. I'm thankful that my immediate family and circle of friends kick so much booty. I'm saying booty to keep this um, family friendly, but you know what I'm thinking. There are simply not enough words to describe how my mother, brother, and sister stood in the gap over the last couple months. They don't think I noticed them swallowing their own fears so that I wouldn't take them on also, but I saw that. I'm struck by the fact that many people don't have similar support, and I know I am incredibly blessed. I'm thankful for my vivid imagination and my very active mind. I had some of the most fascinating ideas occur to me at the most random times leading up to the surgery. While I was in the ICU, while I was waiting for the valet to bring the car so I could finally go home, etc. It's hard to describe, but it's like my mind went into overdrive to keep me focused on what I could do so that I would leave the rest to someone else. I'm thankful for my new scars because they're a visual reminder for me of how amazing God is and that I matter to him. I'm thankful for my DVR full of silly, mindless television shows to keep me company during recovery. I'm not going to tell you some of the stuff I watched because you wouldn't believe me. I'm thankful for Candy Crush. Now, before you laugh, it wasn't me playing the game. While I was stunned when the addiction erupted, I'm grateful that my mom had something she was so um, passionate about to fill her hours and days as she spent way too much time in waiting rooms, etc. And she now has her own iPad mini on which to crush that candy because the screen on her iPhone was just too small. Uh-huh. I'll just let that marinate while I keep it moving. I'm thankful for Pharrell and the song Happy. I cannot get enough of that song. It's now the ringtone on my phone and its magical properties never fail to lift my spirits. I still can't believe it didn't win an Oscar for Song of the Year, but I'll just assume that's because people feared its brilliance. Okay, picture this. I'm in the surgical prep area and I'm making the anesthesiologist and the prep nurse get their groove on to a little happy before they try to jab me with yet another IV. It was epic. Okay, I'm going to wind up this list by saying that I'm grateful for all of you who visit and read and comment and email me and give me a second thought. And for football, popcorn, laughter, a desire to work out again, working from home, pictures of puppies on Pinterest so I get the cute without the responsibility, Italian ices, preferably lemon flavor, pretzel, sandwich rolls, and Sudoku. In a recent Powerful Thought, I pointed out that it's mighty hard to focus on two things at the same time, so I suggested that we choose to focus on the wonderful things that are happening. I'm reiterating that, but when it comes to fighting fear, I suggest that we focus specifically on the wonderful things that we are grateful for. 
Focus on what you have to be thankful for without ceasing and watch the fear flee like a soccer player trying to prepare for the World Cup. What have you been afraid of recently and how did you punch it in the throat? Let me know in the comments below. Thanks for listening. Now you've been given permission to be more powerful and influence more people. If you've enjoyed this episode, please head over to AllegraSinclair.com slash iTunes and leave a review. It will help Allegra get the message out to more women that they can punch fear in the throat, show up, and tell their stories. We'll see you next time on the Allegrativity Powercast with Allegra Sinclair.